All right, guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Few trending MMA topics I like to touch on. Let's go down the list and first start with Holly Holm wants a UFC 300 fight. Her manager says that Misha Tate declined that matchup. So that fight would be a rematch. I don't know how many times Holly Holm and Misha Tate fought. I don't know off the top of my head. This may be their second fight or their third fight. I do know that Misha Tate choked out Holly Holm and it was like a clutch submission. She was losing that fight, pretty much getting her butt handed to her, pulls off the win, and I think if I remember correctly, won the belt. So the thing with managers, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt when you read something like that, because how many times you hear that a manager or a fighter will say, hey, this fighter so-and-so turned this fight down, they're scared, they don't want to sign a contract. Then you find out the information from that fighter on the other side. And they'll say something like, look, I never even got word of this. I never got a contract put in front of me. That's a that's a lie. So who knows what the real truth is? It could be like a plethora of reasons why Misha Tate is not interested in that fight, if she was even offered the fight. But speaking of the matchup itself, um, would there be any interest in that? Truthfully, I don't think so from the male fans, maybe from the female fans. I don't think that's a matchup that like people are like clamoring for, but you know, it's a fun fight, I guess. Misha Tate has a name, Holly Holm has a name, but I think in general, you know, a predominantly male, you know, fan sport, I don't think there's going to be too much interest in that matchup, not that fight. And I want to clarify before people jump down my throat, I'm not saying that male mixed martial arts fans won't watch female fights. They will, they do. But it has to be relevant matchups and people they want to see compete. Holly Holm, no disrespect to her. To me, she's a little bit past it. Same thing with Misha Tate. And there may be interest just based off of their names. I mean, they're kind of like legends in female mixed martial arts. You could kind of say that. All right, touching on another topic. Recently on the JRE, Joe Rogan talked about how fighters not competing in the UFC are basically wasting their time and wasting their careers in these lesser known organizations, you know, these second tier organizations. He talked about how with the UFC, you're going to get the most exposure, the most push, and that could possibly be more beneficial with other endeavors, you know, with all that exposure. Corey Anderson from Bellator uh, took offense to it, apparently. And he said, you know, like fame don't pay the bills like money does something to that effect. But fame kind of does pay the bills because that's how you have like speaking engagements and seminars. Like nobody wants to hear like a Joe Schmo talk. They want to hear from somebody famous, somebody that's done things, someone that has notoriety, a name. And if you're quote famous, if you're popular, there's a bunch of things you could do, but you have to be known. You have so many options if you're a known quote celebrity. And I'm not going to say that UFC fighters are all celebrities. Some of them are, though. So I kind of understand what Joe's saying. Um, you have the top, top tier organization and you have everything else that's basically under the UFC. That's just what it is. The UFC, it really, truly is the NFL mixed martial arts. It's the MLB of mixed martial arts. And if you're not in the UFC, for the most part, you're not fighting the best. I'm not saying that other organizations don't have superb elite fighters, world-class fighters, because they do. 
But overall, I would say the best fighters are in the UFC. And the UFC World Championship holds more weight than any other belt, any other organization's belt. That's just my opinion. And I think many people share that same opinion. And of course, you know, Corey Anderson is going to get a little bit offended and a little peeved at that comment because he's fighting in second tier organizations. So he's going to take that comment, you know, or those statements a little personal, understandable. But I got to say, I do agree with Joe Rogan. If you want to make a name for yourself, if you want to test yourself to the max against the very best in the world and win a belt that is universally recognized as like the belt in mixed martial arts, any one of those weight classes, a world title in a UFC really means something. All right, let's talk about um, Sean Strickland being fighter of the year for 2023. Um, the very next contender to that, I think, was Leon Edwards. That was MMA Fighting's awards. And do I agree with that? Um, well, I'm going to say I think Sean Strickland had a hell of a year. You have Islam Makachev in there. Certainly other fighters are in the running for, you know, for being fighter of the year. But the thing is with Sean Strickland... It's almost like um, a comeback kid story, an underdog story. That's what makes his year so remarkable. Because Sean Strickland, he's not a fighter or a guy that in the past you would say that is world class or like championship material. Or let me just, let me take that back. I mean, being in the UFC top 10, you're world class. But I don't think a few years ago people thought that he would win a UFC belt. And certainly not have the performance he did against Israel Adesanya. So that really made him stand out this year when he dominated Israel Adesanya. Now in 2023, for reference, here are three wins. He had one finish, but um, he defeated Nasruddin Imavov. That was in January. He won a unanimous decision. After that, he beats Abusupian Magomedov. I hope I'm pronouncing his first name correctly. But he won that fight via technical knockout. That was in July. Then he wins a unanimous decision at UFC 293, defeating Israel Adesanya. I mean, it was a huge upset. Not many people were giving Strickland a, a shot to win. Many people, including myself, thought it was a bad matchup for him. So to be honest with you, um, I don't think his wins were, were that impressive or his run for 2023. But I think that huge upset winning the belt, defeating Adesanya in the manner that he did. That's what got him the title of fighter of the year. And to touch on the win a little bit more, Sean Strickland basically had no takedowns for the most part. I got to look at the stats, but he didn't defeat him the way, you know, let's say like Jan Blachowicz defeated Izzy. Jan in those later rounds, the fourth and fifth, you know, he started to go for takedowns, started to hold Adesanya down using his weight and size grappling ability to get the win because the fight was kind of getting away from him on the feet. Now, look at Sean Strickland. Sean Strickland took it to Izzy on the feet, beat him in his world, 100% neutralized him. It was masterful. It was amazing. It was shocking. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Nobody has done that to Adesanya on the feet. Has he been defeated? Yes, of course. But that was basically like a five-round domination. And he did it standing, striking. Just bonkers. So ultimately, yeah, I'll say give Strickland the fighter of the year. 
I don't have any big issue with that. But uh, guys, that's going to wrap up this short segment. Thanks so much for listening. Drop your opinions on the topics that were discussed. We'd love to read what you have to say. Thanks for the support as always. And I'll catch you guys on the next one. Until then, take care, my friends.